The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. There is an ongoing shortage of medicines with a dozen critical drugs, according to the WHO, now listed as being unavailable. Joining me is Sandra Gannon, Managing Director of Azure Pharmaceuticals. Uh, good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Pat. How many on the list now? Um, there are now... 228 medicines that are short since uh, um, Friday last, um, and that's up um, 16 since we last spoke at the beginning beginning of January, and up 41 um, in just six weeks. So it's getting progressively worse. Uh, Which are the medicines that uh, are critical, in other words, for which there are no substitutions available? Um, so it's a mix, Pat. Um, we're talking about uh, antibiotics, so um, some of the stronger antibiotics. Um, we're talking about uh, eye drops, um, antibiotic drops for eyes, uh, skin creams, um, uh, creams for skin infections, um, antidepressants, uh, epilepsy drugs. So there's a real mix. The reasons for this, I mean, I'm not sure if there's any shortage of the chemicals that are used in the manufacture of these various uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, I'm not sure that it's a supply chain issue. Is it something else? It's it's a mix, Pat. Um, but what we're seeing with um, older um, sort of mainstay, um, mainstream medicines is as price erodes over time. So when um, medicines go off patent and price falls over a period of time, uh, costs are going up. Uh, I think that's something everyone can recognise. And um, manufacturers are choosing not to manufacture those medicines anymore. So you see a real consolidation in the supply chain and fewer and fewer people are manufacturing them. So that's certainly one factor. But the underlying issue in all of that is actually price, because if manufacturers were, were being paid a price that was fair and that, that they were able to make profit, um, then they would be continuing to supply. So, you know, it's certainly, um, as you see, price uh, re- reduce over time and costs go up. You see people choose to leave the marketplace. So... Um, now, the, the question of price is an interesting one because uh, obviously anything that's supplied on the GMS is uh, supplied at an agreed price. Um, to what extent, I know this energy involved in the production of virtually everything that we uh, consume, whether it's a medicine or a food. Uh, so you expect those prices to go up. So I'm sure the prices have gone up a little bit for the manufacturers of generic drugs. But to what extent are they just saying the profit is not enough or there is no profit in it? Yeah, well, transport and energy costs would be a significant uh, factor in the, you know, in the past two years in terms of the increases. But then you've got labor, you've got regulation costs, etc. as well. Um, And, you know, generic manufacturers work on relatively small margins because they're um, high volume medicines. Um, But at a certain point, um, when you know, when the cost base is increasing and the price is going down because it's a one-way street for generic medicine pricing, then um, the margins just don't exist anymore. And people, you know, manufacturers are, are leaving the market in their droves, particularly mm. for older medicines. Okay. Now, uh, the head of the European Medicines Agency, Emer Cook, indicated that the price for these older generic medicines uh, is a risk factor in shortages. So have any governments intervened and said, okay, we had agreed a price, we'll pay you more, just keep making the stuff and selling it to us? 
Yeah, we've been tracking um, price as well as shortages. So what you see is uh, in the tender markets like Denmark and Sweden, you've seen um, relatively significant price increases for the medicines that we've seen that are short here. Um, we've seen intervention in the UK where price has gone up significantly uh, in November, December and January for medicines. Uh, the German government are now talking about um, linking uh, the price of older medicines with inflationary uh, increases. So you've seen a number of interventions um, across Europe in particular where we're tracking it. Um, and um, so it is a factor and it has been recognised by other states and payers that it is a factor. The question of branded medicines, I mean, if you've got a, a shortage of something like codeine, which could be delivered as a, a standalone drug, or we see the branded medicines like salpidine, which would have a mixture of paracetamol and codeine in them, those branded drugs, which generally command a premium price, are they still being supplied in sufficient quantities? There is some shortage um, being experienced in over-the-counter medicines. So um, some of those branded medicines um, would be over-the-counter. Um, and we're, we're certainly seeing... But they're that, commanding uh, a premium price. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and there's no price control on them. If uh, the company wants to jack up the price, I presume they can do so because it's a private sale to a private customer. Absolutely. So with over-the-counter medicines, the price that's um, charged is, is, is set by the company, whereas with prescription medicines, obviously the price that is paid is set by the state. Um, so that's the big difference. To what extent are we uh, hostage to the number of wholesalers um, and do the wholesalers in Ireland all fish from the same pond? The number of wholesalers really isn't a factor because um, there are two main wholesalers, but there are also another a number of companies who are supplying uh, pharmacy direct themselves. So they have their own distribution operation. Um, and both wholesalers are being served by um, manufacturers, um, you know, to the extent of their market share. So I don't really think that's, um, that's a factor. If the medicine is not in the country to supply, then the wholesalers obviously can't access it. Um, now, you say that uh, you don't want to panic people, you, you know, because if you tell someone there's a shortage of bread, even though there might be enough to feed the yeah. nation, the shelves will be empty by lunchtime. So what is, you know, are there any drugs that are, if you like, life-threateningly short? I think it's, very, you know, certainly we don't want to panic patients. And I think we've come through a very acute shortage of antibiotics and there has been interventions by the regulator uh, and also by pharmacy and by GPs. So they've been able to switch patients from what they may have been prescribed to something as an alternative. So there are mechanisms. However, this, you know, crisis situation and this sort of interventions, that that's not a sustainable way to manage medicine supply. We need to have a much more medium term look at what medicines do we want to retain in the market. So I suggest that most of these older mainstream medicines we want to keep here for patients. And what levers do we need to pull in order to make sure that we continue to get supply in the Irish market, given the small size of the market and, and the fact that we're on the periphery of Europe. Yeah, uh, we are getting through the flu season. Uh, COVID is still out there, we know. But COVID and RSV and flu are all viruses. So antibiotics don't help there unless people get uh, bacterial infections on top of those uh, viral infections. Um, so 
if you've got a pure viral infection, there ain't much that you need to do. Yeah, I think, you know, that's and that's certainly what, um, you know, prescribers would be looking at. So, um, you know, obviously uh, antibiotic use or antibiotic prescribing is being um given to patients who need it um so and we're as you said we're almost out um at the end of 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 the traditional cough and cold season but we're seeing other medicines replace those shortages so um you know nasal sprays eye drops eye drops for eye infections as i said skin preparation so there's quite a number of of other medicines that prescribers are now okay so i presume you want the department of health to intervene and pay an appropriate price that will uh, make supply um, available to the irish market look thank you very much sandra for joining us sandra gannon managing director of azure pharmaceuticals the pat kenny show with aviva insurance weekdays at 9 a.m on news talk